All right, welcome to another podcast edition of White Collar Crimes. I am your host, Ryan Horn. We are so glad to have you aboard. Hope you had a nice Mother's Day, you ladies out there. I know, uh, wish lovely, happy Mother's Day to my mom. I have a fantastic mom and also one to my lovely wife. She is a fantastic mom to our little fur baby. So all you moms out there, kudos for the job that you do. You know, a lot of, and speaking of moms, a lot of women over the years, and there's a lot of websites even now that target work-at-home moms and things of that sort and that nature, and a lot of these, of course, are legit, but as we've seen over the years, a lot of these are not, and a lot of these target not only moms, but people of all walks of life to get in, and as we find out, the main purpose in some of these work from home schemes and things are not to pitch a product so much but to get people recruited into the scheme and quote get people working under you and as many of you know that ends up becoming most of the time what we know of is a classic pyramid scheme which has been around for eons and eons even though we probably think they're somewhat of a new phenomenon. They are not. They have been around for ages in various forms, and uh, they still exist around today. Now, there are some controversies with similar type run businesses, which are known as multi-level marketing or MLM, and we will talk a little bit about that, although there are some similarities. There are some differences as well. Uh, now, the pyramid scheme... The business model here, and if you are involved in any type of selling or any type of uh, little business, especially a direct marketing or direct sale business, this is how you can kind of tell where you're at on that. But the business model on a pyramid scheme, the focus is on more, as I said a second ago, recruiting and bringing new members in more than the delivery or sale of a product. Now today, many businesses that are known now as multi-level marketing, kind of the lines are kind of blurred. And like I said, they are there are some similarities to these, but there are also some differences as well that we will look at. But if you're, as I said, if you're involved in something and you're kind of curious if maybe you're getting roped into a pyramid scheme, the number one question you have to ask yourself is the top thing you are to do is to recruit new members or is actually selling a product or a service if the answer is the first uh, answer to that then uh, you're probably in a pyramid scheme if what you are doing if the main focus you have and the people that uh, are your higher ups and that's what they're pushing you toward is just to get new people in more than an actual product or service then there is a good chance you could be caught up in a pyramid scheme Now, they can be very difficult to sustain over time because just like a Ponzi scheme, you have to have new people coming in all the time. And generally, the only people that make money at these are those at the top. Uh, The people underneath, since the main thing is getting people underneath you, then the catch always is you get money that they bring in and then it gets added to you and then so on and so on and higher up. But most of the time, it only climbs to the top ladder or just barely a few, a rung or two underneath that. The majority of the people in a true classic pyramid scheme, the numbers I've seen are well over 90%. 
break even or go in the hole, make no money whatsoever at all, no profit whatsoever. And again, the key is to bring people in, but only the people at the top are getting money off that in the long run. And again, like I said, a lot of you may be involved in something. I know it's been years ago, probably more than 15 years ago, I had a friend that introduced me to something he was getting caught up in, and I won't say the name of the organization, but he he took me to a meeting or two, and at the time it was something that appealed. It was supposedly promoting leadership, and I had just gotten elected an alderman about a week or, I mean, a year or so before that, so I was kind of curious about learning leadership skills and things like that, but after attending a meeting or two of this organization, I picked up on that as well, that it really wasn't so much about pitching leadership or selling it or educating on it or anything like that. It was about bringing, quote, new people in and at least getting five people under you, what they call, well, I won't say it on here because some of you might know this organization because I think it's still around, but it was kind of a big red flag for me. After I saw that, I'm like, you know, this this just isn't for me because it had a, if it was an organization that was about promoting leadership, I would have been glad to stay aboard, but it really wasn't everything seemed to be about roping new people into the quote organization and after a while meeting or two of it I figured yeah this is a pyramid scheme I got to get out of it and I did Uh, said I went to a meeting or two with this friend of mine and then that was enough to convince me that it wasn't for me now the incentive is to get new people in and hey you get money off them everything they break in you get money off that and then the the one higher up than you does and on and on of course the guy or gal at the top is the one that makes the most money getting something from all of the people that are involved but like I said like a Ponzi scheme when you stop getting new people in or people start wanting their money or their investment back or anything like that then it collapses and uh, a Ponzi scheme is we talk about it over and over it seems like almost every episode the scams and schemes are related to this one way or other because it's just such a basic premise for a scam and it's been around so long i mean charles ponzi's credited with it but who knows it could have been around even longer than than he had been around doing it and again pyramid schemes have been around in various forms for centuries they believe but if you don't have new people coming in then uh you got no money coming in eventually and you have no money to pay back people on their investments and uh the scheme collapses very similar here a pyramid scheme it's the same way but almost none at the bottom as i said turn a profit very few people in most of these direct sell companies that have been proven to be pyramid schemes uh do people turn profit and the same with uh multi-level marketing it's the difference is is in multi-level marketing there is more of a push to push a product or a service it's a little more legitimate it's a controversial business model but it is a legal business model where true pyramid schemes are illegal in most of the country and the world as we'll see but uh in both of these even in legitimate legal multi-level marketing uh schemes if you could call them that i guess operations uh very few people actually end up turning a profit in these as well it's only the people at the very top that ever do the overwhelming majority of the people don't ever turn a profit uh this friend of mine also through this similar organization was wanting to promote they were selling a wine some type of a health beverage and uh 
it was about, I think at the time, about four or $500, which 15 years ago, that was a lot more money than it is now. And I turned it down. I just wasn't interested. And I'm glad because I remember later seeing out the reviews on this product were just disastrous. And the sales techniques and things were very controversial. It was the same company and organization that was, I think, basically promoting a pyramid scheme. And it all fell out and became a disaster. And this friend of mine and others that were invested in this lost maybe not a lot of money. But again, four or $500 over 15 years ago, that was a lot more money than it is now. So that collapsed and didn't go anywhere so very few that were selling that made money if anyone did at all probably the people at the top of the organization just like always on these and the incentive to run these scams because is you get all these people underneath you doing the work the guy or gal at the top and the top rung or two of people get to reap all the benefits of the uh, other members work and make all this money and they don't have to do near as much work because they've got all these people under them so they don't have to spend their time recruiting which is almost always what uh, new members are called upon to do in pyramid schemes so they don't have to spend all their time doing this so they're able to save a lot of headaches and just uh, sit back and kick back and take in some of the rewards now according to the federal trade commission again uh, there are differences between multi-level marketing and a pyramid scheme even though both are controversial uh, multi-level marketing is at least legal but they say the key difference between them is the making the money from product sales rather than recruitment so again I say if you're involved in some type of direct marketing company or work from home operation if the number one thing you are pushed to do is recruit new members, then I'd take a second look at it. You're probably involved in a pyramid scheme. And again, many of these are illegal. I mean, it's not, you know, people get scammed. It's not so much the people at the bottom that get hammered for running them versus the people at the top that organize them. But, you know, be careful because pyramid schemes are not legal in a true sense. And uh, if that's what they're calling upon you to do rather than actually sell and move a product or service, then again, you're probably caught up in a pyramid scheme. Kind of like a Jeff Foxworthy thing. You might be a redneck. You might be in a pyramid scheme. Now, multi-level marketing, as I said, is legal in the U.S. However, true pyramid schemes are illegal in the United States and much of the world, actually. You can Google this and show you. There are maps to show. There are huge amounts of countries throughout the world where pyramid schemes are illegal. So, uh... Again, the lines are blurred. There's not, they have a lot of similar structure in their business model and things like that. But as the FTC says, and anybody who's an expert on these will tell you, that is the one major difference is pushing the product versus recruitment. Uh, Multi-level marketing is, I wouldn't recommend it anyway to anyone that's involved in it. I had another friend here a while back that tried to get me involved in one operation like this and I just kind of politely turned it down I said look I just don't want to do any MLM Uh, it's a lot of work and in the end you really don't make that much money again probably over 90% of the people who are involved in MLMs multi-level marketings do not make a profit Now, Amway's often been accused of being a pyramid scheme though most consider it more of a multi-level marketing structure it's been around forever i 
would say it probably would fall more under mar- multi-level marketing because if it were truly a pyramid scheme, it wouldn't have lasted this long. But I've never sold Amway, but I have had uh, some friends, and my mom said years ago, a couple of my uncles sold it. A lot of people did. You know, it was an okay way to make a lot of cash. But same thing with that. The numbers have shown over the years, the overwhelming majority of people who sell Amway just don't make that much money from it. The rank and file folks out in the field actually doing it. It's again, only the higher ups that end up actually making any type of money from it. Now, some other companies have been controversial and been accused of being pyramid lounges or pyramid schemes and been shut down. One of which was a company called Burn Lounge and it was involved where members had to pay a fee to sell some of their songs through their website. Now, This is kind of controversial, if I remember right. This might have come out around the time Napster and some of these other organizations were getting busted for various copyright infringements and things like that. But uh, most of the cash earned, they found out, once people signed up for this business was, again, through recruiting new members. Not so much selling songs, but getting new members. So there's your red flag there. If uh, you come across something similar to Burn Lounge now and... Suddenly, uh, rather than pitch the product, they want you to recruit more people. It's probably a pyramid scheme. And eventually, a $17 million lawsuit was filed against uh, them, Burn Lounge, for by the FTC, and uh, is filed against them. And eventually, they uh, were shut down by the FTC, but not before conning an estimated 50,000 people. I mean, that's a lot of people. So. Whatever fees they paid to join up and whatever people they took in, which you had to do to be part of it, you had to recruit people in. So they got money off that. So 50,000 people, that's uh, it's nothing to shake a stick at. That's a lot of people to get involved in something. I vaguely remember this. I don't remember it greatly over the years or back in the day. I don't remember it a whole lot. I do remember somewhat something about it hearing when this all happened, but it wasn't something I or anyone I know was involved in, but... 50,000 people apparently were and got hoodwinked and taken for their money. Thankfully, they got sued and then eventually they uh, were shut down by the FTC. Uh, United Scientists of America was a product in a company that uh, promised their supplements could uh, protect people from HIV or cancer or other types of ailments, serious ailments. And this was back in the 1980s, of course, when AIDS and HIV was very much at an alarm stage. There was not the ways to treat it like it was that there are now. When somebody contracted that virus back in the 1980s, it was pretty much a death sentence. I can remember the actor Rock Hudson, and then uh, I think at some point earlier before that, uh, the singer Freddie Mercury contact uh, they contracted it, and in no time at all, you know, they were passed away. Now. With the treatments and things we have, people are living much longer with this virus. But back then, that was a pretty serious deal, and it had a lot of the country in a panic. And uh, they had these claims that their supplements could do this this uh, job and cure these ailments. And they even had William Shatner, the actor from Star Trek, Captain Kirk, as their spokesman at one time for a short while in the 1980s. However, there was... Uh, there was for them as well, primarily your method if you signed up for this was not pitching these supplements that could cure or at least treat cancer or HIV, but again, it was all about recruiting new members. 
and not only were new people supposed to be recruited, but the people who were doing this and getting new people into the organization weren't getting paid like they were supposed to because something else that United Sciences Sciences got busted for is they were not uh, paying out commission checks like they were supposed to back in the day. Uh, so people who were doing what they were asked and getting the sales and getting the people in, whatever commissions and percentages they were supposed to get from this, they weren't getting paid these, at least not in a timely manner. And that forced the uh, FDA to step in, and uh, eventually the company was dissolved. Um, now, I think I've seen Shatner, Captain Kirk there, promoting something with Medicaid or uh, AARP or something. I, I saw him on a commercial on it recently, so hopefully... Uh, he's overcome this, and he can put this in his back burner. But uh, this was, I'm sure, not one of his more proud moments in his entertainment career. And Vema, V-E-M-M-A, was also a company that sold dietary supplements. And uh, they, were pop- they were really popular for recruiting college students and young people in their 20s. Um, I went to college in the 1990s. I don't really remember this one, but apparently it was a a big deal. In the 1990s, I went to John A. Logan College in Southern Illinois and, of course, Southern Illinois University. Uh, These were not a big deal. I don't remember hearing about this. Uh, Back then, if you wanted supplements, you just went to the General Nutrition GNC store over at the mall. This is, you know, in the 90s, back when we actually still shopped at malls. And you got your supplements there back in the day when I... uh, when I was, you know, into working out and things like that at that age, when I had more time to do that, if I ever bought any supplements, that's where I got them at. But apparently this was a very popular way people were doing it. And, you know, people that are in their 20s or college-age kids, they are always going to want money and need extra money most of the time. So they're willing to get caught up in something like this more. And unfortunately, a lot of them were scammed, just honestly trying to make an extra buck. Uh, but as they found out, it wasn't also about selling supplements, just like with United Sciences. But their main focus was recruiting, and a little over their 90, a little over 90% of their members earned little or no money. And as I have said, that's not really that unusual. That seems to be standard or par for the course with pyramid schemes, and honestly, even the legal forms of them in the multi-level marketings. It seems like only a small percentage of people ever make any money doing this and uh, they target different people uh, I, I would say I would be willing to do a study or like to see a study and see how much these things kind of grew during the pandemic when people had more time and were at home and were trying to find ways to supplement their income because some people weren't shut down with pay some people I know a cousin of mine that works as a massage therapist of course a lady that cuts my hair you know they were shut down and they weren't able to work during this time so they had to keep going and find any way they could so I would be willing to look in have someone look into it and think you know there's probably or see that there is a lot of these that kind of exploded during that time multi-level marketings and illegal pyramid schemes just trying to get people caught up because a lot of people were desperate during that time to keep income coming in but most of the people that uh, got involved in Vema lost money and over 90% didn't make any or even lost money now in 2015 so they went at this a while they were finally shut down by the Federal Trade Commission for quote deceptive and misleading business practices 
Now, who do these recruit, as we always talk about at the end of this podcast, to watch out for the elderly because they often are the ones that are targeted. But I would say, as we've seen here, it really doesn't matter on a lot of these. Anybody willing to pony up the money and and recruit new people in can be used or uh, recruited for this. Now, like I said, the VEMA or VEMA, whatever it's pronounced, they were mainly recruiting young college-age folks and whatnot, but not all of them do. As I said earlier, a lot of moms and stay-at-home moms get targeted for these. As I said just a second ago, during the pandemic shutdowns and things like that, that people of all walks of life probably got conned into these. So I would say young, old, it really doesn't matter. I would say too, in more down economic turns in times are probably more when people get caught up in these. When people get really desperate to do anything, they probably will sign up for this to try to just make money any way they can. In better economic times, when people aren't under such strain, they probably don't get as many people recruited into these. But I would dare say during the tough economic times, that is when people probably get recruited into these. So the number one thing to take away from it, if you, I said you are involved in this, take a look, take a step back. If they're wanting you to recruit new people in more than push a product or service, then I'd be real careful. You could be caught up in a pyramid scheme. So watch out and watch out for others that are out there as well, your friends and family. Well, we thank you for tuning in for this one, folks. I will be off next week. I'm going to be away, as they say, on business for some work-related business. So we will not have a podcast here, but we will be returning the week after. This will be the day after Memorial Day. So hope you all have a great Memorial Day. Uh, As always, like us on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, wherever you hear this podcast. And uh, be sure to uh, continue to tune in because we're growing and we certainly appreciate you doing that. Uh, if you got any ideas for a show or if you want to be a guest on the show, email me at ryanhornvt at gmail.com. Fantastic to have you on either way. Uh, we've had people that listen join in as guests and we've had some pitch ideas. We're happy to get both and we're happy that you tune in to us. Uh, if you're in need of voiceover work, check out my website, ryan-horn.com. And as I said, the Howard Hawks audiobook is in the final editing products. You can check it out on the Cherry Hills Publications website. It's in their coming attractions sa- section, a little small sample of that book coming out. Got another one getting ready to come out with Beacon Audiobooks called Sons of Liberty. So be sure and check that out when that comes out. And I've also got one I'm finishing up now for Cherry Hills Publication. Probably more on that, I would say, at the next podcast. So we thank you for tuning in. And as always, want to remind you to adopt your next best friend at your local pet shelter and support them in any way you can. Don't support the puppy mills. They're they're bad news. So be sure and check those out and support them. But thank you again. We'll see you in two weeks, folks. God bless and take care.